everyone. Welcome to episode three of Patch Notes, where we explore the intersection of life and video games. My name is DJ, and joining me today for the first time and for many episodes to come is Mr. Dale Lipscomb, my brother and partner in crime for all things Patch Notes. And we have what I feel is a very relevant topic today, um, and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. So Dale, if you want to give us a little more info on that. Yeah, so whether you love it or you absolutely hate it and swear you'll never play such a trash game, um, it's hard to deny that Fortnite has become one of the most culturally important video games of our time. Um, And it's had a super significant impact on gaming and just like nerd culture in general. I mean, just for example, this week, Lady Gaga tweeted, what's Fortnite? Uh, and if you read the chain, it's it's this huge, uh, hilarious chain of answers from people. Um, even Ninja kind of jumped in and tried to get her attention and answer. But uh, we have her answer, and we want to go even a step further than that, or to the edge, if you will. You know, the Lady Gaga song, <laughs> The Edge. Not sure if you've heard it. Didn't, didn't have. Ninja make a reference about that as well in one Did of his he, tweets back I, yeah, to her? Yeah, I think he was quoting yeah, some he was quoting of songs her back lyrics. to her. Yeah. And she basically said back, no, she only said back, who are you? Who are you? No, <laughs> yeah, no punctuation or capitals. So like, even though we've come a long way, we still aren't there yet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we want to take it a step further and we want to talk about how Fortnite became such a culture defining craze and what that actually means for us. Yeah. So here's what I will ask you, DJ. Okay. I know you've seen my notes. Yes. Because we have this amazing doc called Fortnotes. Fortnotes. <laughs> Port, patch notes, Fortnotes. Patch notes, Fortnotes. <laughs> when, before we started talking about this, and, and you're an avid Fortnite player, I'm a very casual Fortnite player. Yes. It has not been the type of game that I've like jumped into right away, but, but I feel like it has been around forever. How long ago did you think that Fortnite had come out? When did you think that Fortnite released? Um, it's funny. So I started, and I when we were looking at the notes today, I definitely had that moment of like, oh my gosh, this has not been out nearly as long as I thought it had been. I thought maybe it came out in like 2014 or 2015. No, it 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 came out in 20. Well, Save the World was released in July of 2017. And then the Battle Royale portion of the game was released in September of 2017, which means I started playing in June when it came out for Nintendo Switch of 2018. So it had it had just it hadn't even been out a year when I started playing. But yeah, when I when I when I was reading through the notes and, and reading through a couple of articles that we'll reference today, I was like, oh my gosh, this game is is just it just turned two years old which is insane because it's yeah. the the trajectory and the popularity of it is like no other game in recent history um that I'm aware of and based on some yeah. of the articles that you shared and that I read through today I think it's like it's like no other game ever if I'm not I don't think I'm misspeaking there so um it's no, pretty wild I feel like you're right I mean the 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 background of this game is actually really mind blowing to me as somebody who loves video games and has played them all their life. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to me that they released Save the World and it was pretty popular. 
Um, I read something, this is could be like totally way off, but I read something that said when Save the World released, they had something like 1 million players in the first week, which by itself, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But when Battle Royale released just a few months later, they had something like 1 million players within the first day who had logged in. Um, and I saw nuts. some stuff that was talking about like tens of millions of players within the first week or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, it, and the, so the just in general, the history of Fortnite is really interesting to me because the first time, and I think I was actually watching this, the first time they teased Fortnite was at the Spike Video Game Awards. Now I'm going to pause. And for those of you who are not, <laughs> like this is what's funny to me. People who play Fortnite have no idea what Spike TV is. No. Because they were not around when this trailer debuted. Nope. It was in 2011. Yep. 2011, six years before the game came out, they premiered a video for it, the first trailer on Spike TV game, Video Game Awards. Which is alongside... Um, Gears of War some 3? other big titles right no I can't remember if they did Gears of War 3 but one I was going to mention for you is I'm pretty sure that The Last of Us debuted a trailer on that um, game show wow. as well which is crazy um, and I think there was a Bioshock game that year too so but it you know it didn't come out for six years and I watched the trailer and it's way way different than what we have now um the idea for Fortnite was that it was going to be a survival horror um, game yeah. that kind of took elements from games like Minecraft and mixed them in with survival games, almost like, I guess, Left 4 Dead would have been out by then. Um, but, like, the, just popular shooters, um, like, you know, the, the Call of Duties or anything like that. Yeah. It was made by... It's an Epic Games, right? So yeah. Epic made Unreal, which was one of the first pretty big uh, multiplayer shooters for PC and later came out on consoles. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were walking into brand new space. I mean, they had done like multiplayer shooter stuff before. Right. But um, but but it looks totally different in 2011. There's a super cool video online where one of the designers for Fortnite goes through and shows kind of like the iterations of um, all of the art and the things that changed in it. And yeah. I, just watching it, I was just kind of like, wow, this this is not what we have uh, at all today. No, uh, and so we'll, it, it's nuts. we'll link to some of these things because there's some really cool stuff out there if you haven't taken the time uh, to ever go back and look at it if you're interested in it. And I'm sorry, let me correct myself. So in September is when Microsoft published, September 2011 is when Microsoft published Epic's Gears of War 3. Um, and so in December... That of that year, that's when uh, Cliff Lazinski, is that how you say his name? Uh, yeah, formerly, super, super famous uh, head of Epic Games. So yeah, so it was December 2011 at the um, at the Spike video game, is it the Spike Game Awards? Is that what it was? Is that what you said? It's called the Video Game Awards. Video yeah. Game Awards. So that was in 2011. Um, yeah. For us, I, I think this game is interesting and fits into the Patch Notes world because like a major shift in culture, video game culture has happened because of Fortnite. A major shift in the way people look at esports it has happened because of Fortnite. And uh it it just hits a lot of a lot of aspects of 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 not just the gaming world but has crossed over into like lifestyle, mainstream world, all that kind of stuff. So that's just for me that's kind of where why Fortnite is such an interesting 
topic and not just like a cool hip you know moment like hip right now video game it it, it has it has played a, a massive impact on culture so anyway lots of yeah no i think there. you're i think you're right i think that's what again i i'm not the the Fortnite. i'm not the fort nugget i'm not i'm not in there all the time dropping in for the dubs I'm not. I'm not diving in uh, to the tilted towers, which I guess do those even exist anymore no. in Chapter Two? Nope, they are no longer Oof. there. Yep. So, th- but that is what makes it really interesting to me because it it does signify the change in our culture that was going on, and it it's a pretty big signpost for what was happening. I mean, if you think about when this game came out, it definitely was at a turning point when nerd and nerd culture was starting to become chic and kind of cool yep and you know that i think that's also in part what made this game so successful the timing of it was just perfect yeah i do you mentioned PUBG. it is kind of interesting because it, it just blows my mind that they released save the world first and along the way somewhere they were like you know what we really like games like PUBG and um, other battle royale games, which would have been mainly PUBG and then uh, H1Z1, mm-hmm. which was, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much the first battle royale. It was maybe not the first. It was there was maybe some mods of other games that came before it. Um, but they basically were like, yeah, you know what? We have the grounds for a great battle royale game. Let's just um, let's release our own mode, and then it, it just yeah. blew up. And of course, PUBG was like. Hey, you stole our stuff. <laughs> Why'd you do that? We're gonna see you. And then it got quietly settled outside of court. Yeah, I wonder what happened but, there because they were it's not like it's not like PUBG was the first. Um They were and they extremely were, popular. Well, but they extremely were built extremely popular. Built it, PUBG's on the Unreal Engine too. So that, yeah, so that was that's the <laughs> that's kind of the weird thing, but uh, granted everything is on the unreal engine for the most part these days like it is the standard and of of where people want to be with their if they're going for well but it's pretty much a standard i would just say it's a standard for for gaming that people use unreal engine yeah it's a benchmark yep the you know the interesting thing i read i found there was a i think it was like a newsweek article that i was reading um that basically said that the company that owns a portion of epic games also owns uh, Blue Hole, I think, is the company that owns PUBG. I can't exactly remember. Okay. Uh, yeah, Blue Hole. Um, that so basically, one of their investors owns parts of both companies. Gotcha. And there was, I'm assuming there was some kind of deal that was worked out under the table. I, you know, it's a little bit weird uh, the way that that all shakes out. I'm sure, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, PUBG was hugely popular, and especially because of YouTube and streaming and stuff like that. I think it was um, maybe even more popular than I realized it was. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, because I had no idea. The first time I heard about PUBG was the same time that I heard about Fortnite. Like I, I heard about them in tandem. Not I didn't hear about one before the other. Um, yeah, I know for a while there were a lot of guys that like only played PUBG, like. Dead Mouse, for example, was a he. He didn't play Fortnite. He played PUBG. I think I played maybe once or yeah, twice. I've seen and I've never and, played. And for those that I mean, I'm assuming everybody knows, but just in case, PUBG is player unknown battlegrounds. Yeah, 
and it's just a it's a it's another um battle royale style game and it's been around since 2015 uh pub came out in uh the beta program launched in march of 2017 with a full release of december 2017 so oh, that's so, right it they really were super close. Yeah, so PUBG and Fortnite were super close, which makes sense as to why there was such a big thing between the two of them. Uh, and PUBG Corporation is uh, a subsidiary of South Korean video game company Blue Hole. Yeah, um, I'm thinking of H1Z1. Uh, or that uh, that came out in 2015, so yes. it's got a few years. Yeah on uh, everything else from what i was just reading about h1z1 it was buggy as hell though like major major buggy yeah i seem to remember that i see like the things that stick out to me about PUBG and h1z1 are the um are all the different like highlight reel videos i watched (laughs) on kotaku yeah (laughs) which is a website (laughs) a gaming website um all right so we've got a little bit of history about both games i think it's important for us to kind of back up here and and sort of give a little bit of history on on other like online multiplayer games that sort of paved the way because that also talks that also goes into a little bit of the marketing of Fortnite which I think is for for me is super super interesting as a marketing guy um because when I when I go back and I think about games that would have like paved the way for people to be excited about a game like Fortnite you know first thing that comes to mind to me is Halo when we would you know stay up all night playing against kids who would say expletives that you didn't think any five-year-old should know um on xbox live and i mean a lot of the guys that play fortnite now and a lot the i mean you know just to to name drop the big guy in streaming world like ninja came from halo that's where he came from boy he played he played a lot of minecraft which a lot of people who like fortnite are still either still playing minecraft or uh you know started out playing minecraft because of its sort of survival uh dynamic and things like that and then you know ninja was a big halo guy so you know i think about halo at least on console um what do you think about like what pc games were already there that because i know they're like you know as a guy that mo- like basically only played on consoles Growing up, I didn't really play. I think Age of Empires was probably like the only thing I played on PC. Um, and then I had a Mac for the rest of my, most of my adult life until now. Um, what other games would you consider to have been important from a, like a shoot em online multiplayer game world that would have kind of paved the way for uh, Fortnite on PC? Well, I think you mentioned one that kind of flies under the radar here, and that is Minecraft. Yeah, even though it's not a shooter... I think Minecraft was hugely important to people who play Fortnite. Okay. I think that everybody I talk to that plays Fortnite also either still plays or did play Minecraft. And that's one of the things I think they were going for at Epic. I mean, they clearly wanted to add a building survival element to a third person shooter. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, I think Halo, that's definitely up there. I think other games like Battlefield um, yes. and even Call of Duty. Yeah. Battlefield in particular, because I, I seem to remember Battlefield having much bigger um, battles in it, like yeah. more players, just more players on either side, kind of taking it away from just like a four-man against four-man thing or five-man or whatever, you know? So I think those games are hugely influential on the development of Fortnite, I would say, in my opinion. 
Um, on top of that though, Epic has a history of great games already. Like they were responsible for Unreal in, in, in that alone is probably enough to look back on and say, w- how, what else can we do besides Unreal? Mm-hmm. Which is a lot like those other games, a, a squad-based competitive shooter. Yeah. But, you know, I think here they're looking to take it to a much bigger scale. Um, you know, people, and going back to Minecraft, people were even modding Minecraft to do more uh, Battle Royale type stuff. Like I was reading yeah. that, a popular mod for Minecraft was a uh, was basically like a Hunger Games mod. <laughs> That's <laughs> where amazing. You, where you would battle each other and stuff, and uh, it was nuts. I don't know much about it, but I was I thought it was interesting. So I, I think that they saw that the market was there, and and H one Z one was a popular thing too, and so I, I think that they just identified that that there was a market for what they were doing. Again, though, it's, it didn't start that way. That's the thing that I always still just blows my mind. Like, yeah, they were just trying to build a survival shooter. And then the battle Royale thing just happened to fall in place because they had all the assets there. Yeah. Um, and it, and, but I do think all those games played a big part in it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, gear, gears two, not gears number two, but gears T O O that was, you know, that was another great, um, unreal. uh, I mean, epic, shooter title that already existed yeah. so i think they had enough to work on internally um to get inspired for it there's i'm reading uh there's this there's a thank god for wikipedia first of all um there's a article like specifically about the kind of origins of battle royale games and they even reference things as far back as like Bomberman that introduced <laughs> yeah, multiplayer game that. modes um and then minecraft kind of brought in the Hunger Games stuff that you were talking about. And then Arma 2 had a mod. The mod was called Daisy. Daisy, yes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, so that was a big part of uh, how it all got started, yeah. for sure. Yep. Fast forward, we've got PUBG is out. We've got Fortnite out, 2017. Um, streaming has been around for a while. Twitch has been around for a while at this point. Twitch launched in 2011, which is insane. That to, that may be the most insane date out of all of these so far, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah. And then it was purchased by Amazon in August 2014. Wow. I think for $970 million. Woo-woo. Dang. Um, which honestly now, like if you think about what Twitch is worth now that that number is kind of small um but anyway still nuts that's, man. A, that's a lot of money um and it was called justin.tv back then um before it was purchased by amazon and then it was then it wait was, hold on twitch was called twitch was justin tv yep. how did i not know that yep i used to watch soccer games on justin tv yep yep justin tv <laughs> um wow so they're showing twitch is showing this is a side note a patch note, side note. <laughs> Twitch is showing Thursday night NFL tonight. What? Today is, that, is, today is a Thursday. Amazon has a deal with the NFL? And and I haven't looked it up, but I saw that there were some streamers who were going to be on it. Yeah. And I was like, holy That's smokes. Crazy. It's real, folks. It's real. Guys like Ninja had already been streaming on Twitch for a while. Uh, he'd been he'd been a part of Twitch since it was Justin TV before it got purchased and things like that. Um, he, I'm, I'm, there's an article that came out 
at the beginning of this year about him. I'm assuming he's 28, but at the time of the article, he was 27. I don't know when his birthday was. Uh, and at this point, he was still on Twitch. Now he's Ninja's moved to Mixer for a rumored $10 million. Speaking of, you want to talk about proof of the shift in culture for video yeah. games. Uncon- an unconfirmed amount, yeah. for sure. But Yeah, but, mi- but yeah, millions, of, millions of dollars w- he was offered to move to Mixer. Which is if he if he ever listens to this, which he won't, but you never know. He can he can DM us, tell yeah. us the real amount, slide, set our story straight, slide into our DMs, give us the real <laughs> amount. Um, but that that in and of itself is a huge, uh, a huge. It speaks very much to the 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 huge role that um, Fortnite played in the yeah. gaming community. So, and and as we kind of shift to the marketing side of this, yeah. We, we mentioned him specifically for a little bit of a reason that we'll get to soon. I mean, he plays a big role in not just Twitch, but Fortnite history. Yeah. Um, which is part of the marketing of this game. Exactly. So Ninja, in 2017, he switched his focus to streaming Fortnite on Twitch was when he made the switch. So it was in conjunction with the release. Um, and... At that point, that's where some of this marketing for Fortnite comes in because the largest ever viewed stream in the history of Twitch as of last year, uh, so 2018, 600,000 concurrent viewers was when... When Ninja played with Drake? Ninja, Drake, Twitch, 600,000 viewers highest number of concurrent viewers in the history of online video game streaming to the i think and the crazy the crazy thing is if you go back and look it started as just he and drake but other celebrities were watching and started trying to join in the game with them like i think um there's like a football player uh juju i don't know sports i only know soccer and games guys come on (laughs) i don't i don't know real sports juju smith juju smith i think he has a last name and i just don't know it it's hyphenated um but he's a football player i think he got in and and played with them and then some other some other guys jumped in like it was it was immediately celebrities it immediately caught the attention of celebrities and and people started playing this game because drake was playing with ninja like it it drew so many new players in i'm sure i mean there's probably no statistics out there that show but i imagine that the moment when you know you're a football dude who sees your football guy and your favorite rapper playing a video game you're suddenly like okay this is okay for me to do too i'm gonna do it yeah and that's that is to me what's one of the cooler aspects of this whole thing because and one of the reasons that i think this really ties into a lot of what we like talking about where it's this sort of demystification and d de, uh like making it a, not a negative theme thing to be somebody who plays a video game it's cool to see that shift and the, the shift that came along with that for fortnite because there's a majority of people in the world have played fortnite which is insane. Um, it's just cool. It's really cool, and I think that um, I think that we're at the beginning of seeing how that's going to continue to play an impact 
on that. And well, I, as we, I know there's more marketing things because like chapter two, just again, kind of redefined the whole marketing of video games, which I think it is was, cool. it was genius. Oh yeah. And, and what you said about demystifying it, making it okay to like games basically. Right. Yeah. What's so, what's so funny to me is that for the longest time, you know, I, I've been a gamer for as long as I can remember. Oh yeah. But what's funny is even as a gamer, I was still hating on Fortnite <laughs> up until, and it feels like, again, it feels like I've been doing that for five years, but it hasn't even been out that long, right? Yeah. So I, I was like an anti-Fortnite dude for so so long. And then I finally sat down to play it and I was like, okay, I get it. This is this is not sucky. Like, why am I being a turd about this? Yeah. It, it's it, a it, lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It honestly is. And you don't have to be... Uh, you don't have to be a jock to like it. That no. was in my, I think maybe, maybe sometimes that kind of stuff works against us. If you're like a real gamer that, like me, that you know, can be a true, true gamer, <laughs> but yeah, but the truth is like it does like, and when we sit down and we talk about all of this stuff, I'm like really into it. Even when you told me you were like, it hey, was do a Fortnite thing. I was like, Oh, I don't know about that. Like I'm not a Fortnite guy. Yeah. I like it. And then I started looking at it and I was like, you know what? This is extremely interesting. And as a gamer, it's really cool to know about this stuff. 100%. And it's really, really cool that so many people have gotten probably into games because of Fortnite. Yeah. And the truth is, there's some people that just play Fortnite. That's fine. I spend most of my time playing League of Legends. That's fine. Yep. Like, but there's also a lot of people who branch out from there and get into other stuff too. It's not like this segregated community yeah. where like, oh, you like Fortnite? Well, you're not a gamer. Well, actually... Yeah, they are. They just are playing Fortnite right now. That's fine. Exactly. Uh, not to get too... I don't want to get too meta on the marketing stuff for Fortnite, but I, I do think it's interesting to talk about the uh, the model that they use to market the game because the free-to-play model uh, had been around for a while. Um, it wasn't a new concept. It started out mostly, I would say, in mobile games, I think is where Definitely. the majority of the free-to-play stuff came in and, and buying stuff on your mobile uh, mobile world and, and mobile world, buying stuff in, in the app store, in, in-app purchases, things like that. But then um, freemium games, uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Need for Speed World, those are other games that also kind of hit that same market and then Fortnite came into play with the with the battle royale being free to play and to me that was that was the most that was the first smart thing that they did number two uh and and i'll we'll link this article this is the one you sent me the the how Fortnite changed the way video games were marketed um there's this pretty common trajectory that most video games have which it's like Everybody hypes up the release. And this could be said, honestly, this is like, this is true. I'm looking at the graphs for this. This is the same model that the the music industry has. It, like any big release type thing followed this model. It's a huge spike at release. And you just hope that you kind of like, you get the spike real high when you launch. And then whatever the sustained level is after that, you know, it's going to be less, but you just kind of hope for the best. It's like, cause you know, like once you've sold that product, that's it. You move on to the next and then you do the same thing again and you repeat. So it's like big spike, sell a fuck ton of units and then it drops down to whatever it's going to be. And then that's it. Um, and Fortnite basically turned that entire model upside down. They launched with basically nothing. They launched with a very, very small market 
And then within the first six months to a year, they ramped up to levels. I mean, I'm looking at the graph of the amount of of interest over time <laughs> versus like games like Gods of War and Black Ops. And it towers those games. And not only does it tower those games, but it towers those games with sustainability. The whole concept of seasons and now chapters and this like continued stream of like people buying stuff on Fortnite. I think I read that the average person spends about, I think, $60 a season on Fortnite. Okay. The average Battle Royales player spends $58.25 on outfits, gliders, dance moves, etc. Um, and and that's I, I would say that that's probably each season. That's not just exclusive to one season because to in order to buy a season it's about ten dollars or to buy a battle pass it's ten dollars and then you know everybody spends however much other money they spend um and some people spend a decent amount of money so that's that's the thing that's that has i think also garnered huge attention from the entire gaming community is that Fortnite started out as this no-name thing and now is just completely overshadowing everybody and making so much money yeah just do you insane amounts of money so when you say it flipped the model like i saw that too i didn't get too far into it i mean are there specific things that they did to make that happen or is it just that it was such a grassroots movement um, and there was so much force behind Twitch and YouTube yeah. that it just became that. Like, well, do we know what they did different? I think the things that they did different is they they launched the Battle Royale free to play. I think that was, and that was part of the grassroots thing. I think second, they did, and this this could be said about other games too, but they did have a large, you know, streamer and uh, celebrity kind of backing and whether that happened organically or not i'm not really sure honestly they have seasons and they have limited time game modes they have limited things in the store so the store literally changes every day and so there's this huge like fomo fear missing out aspect that happens to players and you think about players who are like 10 i mean even older players but you think about like the teenager or college age kid or even a little bit younger than that those kids like get cracked out wanting to buy the newest skins and stuff like that and some of them their parents just let them use their freaking credit card and get whatever they want it's it's like i can't tell you how many random kids i've played with on a squad where their parents just let them use their credit card and buy whatever they want on Fortnite. um so or so i think those were the things that made a big difference was the the introduction of seasons the limited time game modes and like the constant switching out of stuff. And it kept, it keeps Fortnite on the forefront of everybody's attention. Case in point, everybody's staring at a blue and black butthole for, you know, 48 hours last weekend. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> That's um, so funny. I will say in, in terms of seasons, I think they perfected seasons. There were people that did, like I mean, okay, I'm a league. Yeah, fan, well, Overwatch so I always, did it I'll too. I'll reference them. I guess. Overwatch did it too. Um, but league league came out in 2010, and that was when yeah. their first season was, and they've done seasons. But I think Fortnite perfected what a season is. It's a content season. Yes, it, it's 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 a um, it, it's going to have specific 
challenges and goals for you to attain and they give you not just free rewards but also premium content if you want to pay for it so there's always a reason for you to be playing throughout that season for you to unlock something and then there's even within that season specific premium things that you can get too so like you said there's really always something there even though it's not a new game it feels like there's new stuff to it yeah all the time so it's constantly changing it's constantly fresh new and map. in that regards they did a great job yeah i think like the new map new challenges new weapons um it, it does yeah. it's like just about the time in this article this marketing article references it it's like when everything sort of starts to dip they'll they'll push something out and then everybody's excited again or even people get really pissed that's what's funny it's like people get really really mad at the game they still play it like they're still gonna play the game <laughs> that's just um, part of being a gamer man yeah so that's, that's part of being an addict it's one true. thing you mentioned though because i think it, we should talk about how they did chapter two because i think it's genius yeah but one thing you mentioned that I, that I actually think plays into why it became so popular is that you're talking about you being however old you are because i can never remember you're older 31. than me two years older than me so you're yeah. 31 almost 32 you you're playing with dudes that are like 12 maybe even eight or nine right yep. Yep. so one thing that's really fascinating about fortnite is that it has an absolutely generationally uh leaping appeal like it it doesn't matter what age you are it literally appeals to everybody and part of the part of that was the dances and the emotes and the stuff like that yep has a super huge appeal to kids and that's how they got younger people in right and then that also transcended into back into the, the culture right like People were, kids are doing there the were dances. professional kids are doing the dances and also professional athletes are doing the dances yep. after they score in their sports ball game. Yep. And you know, it's so it's just crazy how it has this appeal to all players. And I think that actually is a big, 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 like, I think Epic needs a lot of praise for that because Epic, yes. um, even in the original development, you see the tone was much darker and, and yeah. more serious. Yeah. They really stylized it and made it a little bit more i thought what i keep wanting to say is like cartoony yeah right they made it way more approachable and rounded and there's no gore right there's not but they kept the appeal to older gamers while also allowing it to be to young gamers now yeah should those young gamers play it that's up to you parents y'all decide yeah but but it does have this completely appealing factor that goes across all generations and so that's a huge part i think of why it's so popular well and it's it's just the barrier to entry is so easy in that this i love this quote from this article um where it's like a 15 year old girl could be on the school bus bus overhear some kids talking about Fortnite, pull out her phone download it from the app store and be playing it herself in less than a minute compare this to call of duty you need access to account a console parent willing to purchase the game and $50 spare pocket money you know yeah. like that's and that shows the that in and of itself speaks to that kind of breadth of the audience of like you can you you can be that kid on the bus or you can be a grown-up who, who freaking you know like rages with their friends on the weekend you know it's like that's yeah, yeah. and that's to me that's what's awesome is like when we when we moved out of Nashville that like Fortnite was the thing that we did with like we had a weekly night that we all got on and played and that's how we like caught up and hung out and played even though we were terrible like the that half the fun was just like 
being terrible and doing it together. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously we've all gotten better, which is fun too, but yeah, it's just sort of this, it's, it's this, it's just kind of a melting pot of all the things that make, that can make games great. Okay. So we've covered a lot and I think it's good to, to kind of end on just chapter two and, and we've talked a little bit about it, but why chapter two was such a brilliant move. Um, First of all, I think Epic did uh, just a fan-fucking-tastic job on this. And it's not the first time. It's not, like, unheard of for somebody to do what they did. I I was watching a streamer on Facebook, um, Kingslayer, for those of you who have I've talked about him before. He was talking about how Destiny did that at one point, I think. Although, I don't know if they did it on purpose. I think that they, like, actually just had to shut down their servers for a couple of days um, <laughs> when it first came out. Um, but I... Kn- so... Go ahead. So, I, I actually... I didn't follow... I followed what was happening with Chapter 2 from a distance. Okay. So, I, I know that the servers were down. I know that but that happened. down is like... But down like, is not the right word no, for it, right? I mean, because... No. Because they blew up the world, and then they shut servers down, right? So just to give a quick recap on on what happened at the event for the Black Hole for the end of Season 10, basically on Sunday, October 13th, you dropped into the game at around 2 p.m. Eastern Time. They essentially destroyed the entire world of Fortnite that we at the time knew it to be so there was a bunch of crazy stuff that happened in the game spaceships and rifts and meteors and what you were left with after this event took place was the black hole that was there for 48 hours the meteor that had been sort of suspended in time on the map um gets sent through a rift and then lands on loot lake which had this huge rift that had opened up from i think the previous season which i mean this is one of those this is an episode that could go on forever because the thinking, th- how far ahead they've been thinking to me is f- just amazing. Um, and so Meteor crashes through, whole world explodes, and then gets sucked into a black hole. And then what's left on your screen for the next 48 hours was a literal black hole. Um, and everybody freaked out. Because in previous seasons, I, it, t- everybody pretty much knew what was going to happen before it happened. Somebody leaked something and everybody knew what the skins were going to be or if the map was going to change or whatever. Nobody had a fucking clue what was going on. I mean, they're like, I literally, and, and, and this is funny, like, cause I, I'm not the type of person that would, well, that's not true. I get really sucked into crazy marketing things. So this totally was like, I was, I was in, I was on. Um, I spent most of Sunday, like following Twitter feeds watching the stupid black hole <laughs> just like trying to figure out what they were going to do because i was just totally missed like totally just like googly eyed over the whole thing and what ended up happening on sunday was they started these numbers started flashing on the screen um kind of periodically throughout the day and the numbers <laughs> this is genius this part oh my gosh i just like it's, it's insane um the numbers correlated with these messages that got released the very last week of season 10. And these recordings were called the visitor recordings. And so the visitor recordings matched, if you matched up these numbers that they were blinking on the black hole screen with the words 
in the entirety of the visitor recording, you got an entire other message, which is freaking insane. And it's, it's funny. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. The fact, and I was, I was like, everybody was like, what the fuck is with these numbers? What's with the numbers? What's with the numbers? And people kept trying to like guess all this stuff. And I remember I was watching Kingslayer's chat and somebody was like, hey, if you match up these numbers, and it was like, I don't, I don't know who the first person, I think there's a Twitter guy that was the first person that's credited with um, figuring it out. But somebody finally figured it out and they were like, hey, check, you know, check this out. And then everybody was like, oh, shit. And so, you know, basically the numbers kind of told the story of like, we're not alone. There's another planet, all this stuff. But it still didn't give any indication as to what was going to happen. Um, and then, you know, I think fast forward, like maybe 24 hours later, some of the data miners had started to find some stuff in the code. Um about like when the event might end and i think late in the day monday finally and i don't know who did it honestly i i would guess epic probably allowed it to happen because somebody leaked something right somebody leaked the the trailer for chapter two uh-huh. um, one of the trailers not the full cinematic trailer but like there was like a shorter trailer that got leaked i i, I would say like Epic went through all that trouble to do that. There's no way that they didn't plant that somewhere. Yeah, because, I think the leak is, the leak has got to be part of the hype at that point. Yeah, because at that point, like everybody, it's been like the game has never been down in the history of the start of the game. The game has never been down for more than I think maybe I think the tops was like maybe 12 hours, but I don't even think it was that much. I think typically their the downtime is like four hours, and not so, for some crappy code being in the game yeah right <laughs> must be said um, it hasn't been down but man there's been some stinkers yeah that got through this was the first time that it, it had gone 48 hours without anybody being able to play it and so i think honestly by the next day i'm sure somebody said all right we got to give them something because people are freaking out and if we give them something right now the, tomorrow is going to be bonkers like people are going to lose their minds and so the trailer got released and then, you know, Tuesday at 4 a.m. Eastern servers go offline completely and the update gets pushed out and then chapter two is live. And honest, that is nuts. Honestly, it's a whole new game. I it, mean, it is. They, they didn't even tell you it was coming. I nope. mean, you knew that season was ending, but they didn't even tell you a whole new game was coming. Donald Mustard and Eric Williamson is the other guy that's the design lead for Fortnite. Um it would be really interesting to hear them talk about uh, this whole launch because to It'd me be really interesting to hear the amount of NDAs that were signed in that building. Gosh, I can't even imagine <laughs> But yes. what the conversation was. So here's the thing, guys, if you say anything, you all going to lose your jobs and possibly <laughs> get fast. sued and get sued. Yeah. <laughs> no so joke. let's hope that that leak was planned. Cause whoever, whoever did that is going to for sure get fired and sued. Um, but yeah, it's, it, a, it's insane. It, I mean, just watching it all unfold from afar, even I was just like, I can't believe how genius this whole plan is to yeah. just, I, I mean, yeah. Okay. It's a new game. It's still Fortnite at its core. It's still Fortnite. But there's there's differences. The map's different. I mean, you can probably speak to more of the differences because yeah. I haven't even had a chance to start playing it yet yes. since I was on vacation. We should. But you, have you downloaded it? Yeah, it's it's ready to okay, play. Okay. Well, we should we should play it after we're done. <laughs> but, sure. Let's do um, it. New map, uh, updated graphics. It looks 
fantastic. It looks a lot better. It looks great. It looks a lot better. Um, it looks so much more up to date. It's clean. It's still fun. Like it still has the cartoony feel, but not in like a cheap way. Um, they simplified the weapons that are currently available, which I would imagine will change again over time. Like, you know, people are going to get bored with the way things are right now, even though it's still new. And next season they'll add, you know, they'll add stuff back in just like they did at the beginning. It's like, it's a literal fresh start for them. And I think it was the most brilliant thing that they could do right now. They needed, they needed a new game. They needed it to be a little bit more, a little bit more relevant. Again, they needed to add some new mechanics to kind of mix it up. Um, there's boats in the game now you can swim the map is completely different aside from I think three or four locations that they pulled in from the old map major changes to the game include the introduction of bots into the game which is hilarious Um, so I think it's cool because again they're still playing to the idea that they they're trying to get new players like they're not just playing to the audience that already exists they're 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 like they're looking to continue to grow and to dominate. It's got a matchmaking system, skill based matchmaking system, um, which is good for new players. Maybe not so good for players that are really good because now a lot of the guys that are good that aren't competitive Fortnite players are complaining about how the games are just really sweaty because you get stuck with these guys that are freaking cranking nineties and building you know castles and stuff and and, and like what feels like competitive Fortnite and just casual gameplay. And that can be not so fun. I would imagine that'll start to level out for people who are not that great and are still getting better. It it definitely creates an opportunity for you to grow as a player and there not be so much pressure. The thing that is hard for me about Fortnite is you get this real, like there's just a lot of anxiety that happens when you get in these really intense battles. And especially with guys that are way better than you, like it, the, to have to drop in and have your game end in like a minute is not fun. It's just not fun. Like you don't want to play if you're losing all the time. That's just like basic psychology. You don't want to play a game that you're always going to lose. Um, so I think that adding the skill based matchmaking and, and the introduction of bots into, you know, a certain level of players is really helpful because it sort of takes away that fear of 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 like getting better instead of just sitting in a box the whole game and getting one kill and winning the game that way. It's, it's giving people the opportunity to grow their skill and to kind of remove that barrier of like, I'm just nervous to play this game because I don't want to die. Now it's like, okay, I have the confidence to get better. So I, I, I think overall, I think it's really impressive. They're going to continue to tweak stuff, but I, I will say that there's not much I, I dislike about the new season so far, the new chapter maybe the one like there's a bunch of rocket launchers right now every that's kind of lame. <laughs> that's probably the worst thing about it otherwise i think it's it's freaking awesome yeah we should definitely be playing as soon as we stop recording yeah i i love this game i think it's 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 going to continue to redefine gaming culture i think it's you know i i don't want to jinx epic but i also think that they've done a really good job a lot of studios have gotten some bad reps lately about equality and uh, especially like women in the workplace and things like that i feel like epic has continued to kind of remain above reproach on that which i think is really cool and i hope that they continue to do so i hope i don't have to eat these words later um the guy that's the the, the ceo of epic is is like a huge environmental guy and has taken a lot of the money that he's gotten and literally bought like huge plots of land in places that were going to be turned into like 
suburbs or whatever and has then turned them into like uh protected environmental areas so i i feel like these guys are not only redefining the gaming culture but they're also very conscious of the environment and of of equal rights and making sure that people are taken care of so epic i applaud you i'm very excited to continue to see what you do with Fortnite, and i am excited to drop in as soon as we're done recording and and play a couple games so thank you guys for listening um we'll we will post some of these articles and references uh in the description of the podcast that way you guys can kind of dig around if you're into that make sure you come hang out with us on facebook gaming at facebook.com backslash patch notes gaming um we typically stream monday wednesday friday and usually one day on the weekends we play some Fortnite. we play borderlands 3 we play pokemon we kind of jump around we're all about playing the games that are meaningful to us and that can change at any given moment but uh definitely come hang out with us on there uh, as we play some games and i want to throw a teaser out there because if we can get this up in time I know one game we hope to be playing pretty soon is Luigi's Mansion. Yes. We're going to be doing some of that pretty soon, coming yeah. up in the spooky season. It Today is October 17th. That comes out on October 31st. I would imagine that I will edit this one pretty quick. So, um, yeah, so come hang out with us. Check out. We've got two other episodes up. We've got more in the works. And uh, we look forward to hanging out with you guys and hearing your stories about how video games have been impactful on your life as well. So we will talk to you all next time.